Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk rankings next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to FBT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Chris Welsh. And we've got fantasy baseball rankings available on cbssports.com from Scott White, Frank Stample, and myself. You can go check those out. cbssports.com slash fantasy slash baseball to see our full rankings for the first time for the 2023 season. And Chris and I are going to talk about the top five, maybe top six-ish hitters, and some of the top pitchers on the board for 2023. And Chris, we'll start with uh, the fact that Scott, Frank, and I all have a different number one player yeah. in our Roto leagues. Scott has Aaron Judge. Frank has Jose Ramirez. I go with Ronald Acuna. It's not really like anybody dislikes any of those players. I think there's kind of a consensus top five-ish players. We'll talk about that a little more. But, Chris, who do you have number one overall? Yeah, I am with you, uh, Mr. Chris Towers. I've got Ronald Acuna at number one. I'm with Frank at number two, and then we can go through the rest if we want. But yeah, Ronald Acuna is my top guy. I think it's hard to go wrong here. Uh, mm-hmm. You got big, huge, league-winning power in Aaron Judge. Jose Ramirez is probably the perfect mixture of volatility and uh, floor, maybe of any of the guys you could take. NFBC drafts have Trey Turner at number one, and I go Ronald Acuna just simply. I think the the way he was able to adjust off of making elite stolen bases become primary in his game when he was losing power. He was top 15 in expected home run uh, additions from last year. So I think the power can come back. It's a great offense. He showed the elite steals in under 120 games. He was able to be that impactful. And uh, he's just, you know, a year removed from the injury. So I think Ronald Acuna on a healthy season would be number one, most likely. And I think the same thing would have been said on a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. Had he played last year and not be suspended, it's another guy that would be number one. So I think the tier is very close and I'm not shocked to see different differences across the board from all three of you yeah i mean the way i've got it ranked my top five i think the top five is clear there they separate themselves it's ronald acuna aaron judge jose ramirez julio rodriguez and trey turner and you could do that in any order you want like that's the order i have right now today because i have to have them in some kind of order but if i didn't have to it would just be ronald acuna one and then aaron judge jose ramirez julio rodriguez and trey turner are number two because that's the way i've got it for my salary cap auction values, $44 on Acuna. Everyone else is 43. There's very little difference. One thing that's really interesting to me, though, when looking at everyone's rankings here is Scott actually jumps Mookie Betts into his top five. Frank and I are in agreement on the top five overall, but Scott moves Ronald Acuna down to six and has Mookie Betts at number three. Four. How do you feel about Mookie Betts? Yeah, I think it's uh, immensely fascinating. And I brought this up on the full show that people can check out on Fantasy Baseball today, where it's like, you know, you want to take a debate between a couple players. Mookie Betts and Kyle Tucker looks mm-hmm. like this ultimate fascinating debate where Tucker has maybe the advantage on where the stolen bases have gone with good power and decent counting stats. Mookie Betts, even though the batting average has been down, batting average seems safer, became an elite home run guy. Uh, stolen mm-hmm. bases have knocked a little bit. You do lose 
a little bit. I, I think the loss of Trey Turner at three when Mookie Betts was a primary leadoff guy might bring those like awesome 117 yeah. runs down quite a bit. But Mookie Betts is safe. And Mookie Betts might also play some second base, which like that is that is something you do have to reckon with if Dave Roberts is being truthful across the board. Uh, I have been increasingly move moving Mookie Betts up. I don't have him in the top five. I uh, you have him at six. I don't have him at six either. Mm-hmm. But it's increasingly going that direction. And if we see any commitment to that second base stuff in spring training, and they're really considering it and not just handing it over to Miguel Vargas and Gavin Lux and hey guys have fun, that's just another added value that we really do have to consider i think it's a pretty safe option 30 10 probably in the 90s across the board and if the batting average comes up he's a very very safe top 12 option overall but just not top five for me all right the other interesting thing as we move along to starting pitcher you go to number one overall and frank and i are in agreement it's garrett cole scott's got justin verlander as his number one starting pitcher garrett cole number five i think that's really interesting although there you know there are some some warts with garrett cole in terms of his era especially when you look at the elite guys versus Garrett Cole. He's elite everywhere. The ERA has been a little inflated, so I think that's reasonable. But Justin Verlander, number one, that's fascinating. Where do you have him ranked? Yeah, I agree that it's fascinating. I've got him at number seven, so I'm mm-hmm. a little bit off here. This is, uh, though I am higher, we're all higher than uh, the current NFBC numbers out there. Strikeouts drops. Yeah, yeah, it is 100%. We want the, the the young, hot guys that are going to put up big stats and the volatility and stuff like that. But he's outside the top 10 in SPs on NFBC. But, you know, it's... It, I think you got to consider like the team change context of going to the Mets. That's a pretty big alteration, pretty big mm-hmm. city. Strikeouts were down. He had uh, a, over a run and a half differential between ERA and XFIP, something to consider maybe a little bit. I think he's a great pitcher. I think he is easy to talk about in the top 10. As the um, critical number one overall, I'm not quite there because it just lacks the elite strikeout upside right now. Has that tapering down, but he's going to get wins. He's going to go deep into games. He's a great option, just um, a little bit more in your guys' camp. Yeah, the question for me will be, one, can he get the strikeouts back up to like 10 per nine? I think that's possible, but the swinging strike rate also did move in the opposite direction from what you want last season. And then does the volume come back? He was only like 175 innings last season. If he can be a 195 inning guy with 9.5K per nine and the elite ratios that you know you're going to get from him, that does change the calculus a little bit. And I think it's interesting to make that bet, but it's not one that I'm necessarily making, although he's SP3 for me. So it's not like I dislike Justin Verlander by any means. So that's going to do it for FBT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow to talk some first-year player draft rankings. We'll see you then. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.